stunning scene in Washington with a violent uprising in the nation's capital. Today, we're hearing from Indiana lawmakers, including Congressman Larry Bouchon, Congressman Andre Carson, former Senator Joe Donnelly, and Governor Eric Holcomb. Plus, what's next for Vice President Mike Pence after everything that's transpired this week? It's all ahead this Sunday in Focus. Exploring the issues that matter most in Indiana. This is In Focus with Dan Spieler. January 6th, 2021. It's a day that won't ever be forgotten in the history of our nation and a day that could shape the future of our political discourse for years to come. We're just 10 days now until a new administration takes office in Washington. Our D.C. correspondent Trevor Shirley starts our coverage from the nation's capital. Well, Dan, good morning. Among everything we saw here in Washington this week, something very notable was the apparent rift forming between President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence, who's arguably been one of the president's most loyal defenders during the past four years. Over the past few weeks, President Trump repeatedly put pressure on Pence to do something to overturn the results of the election. Trump believed that somehow Pence could use his authority overseeing the Electoral College certification to somehow change the results and name Trump the winner. The president even went so far as to publicly question Pence's commitment and loyalty during a rally on Wednesday, just hours before violent rioters stormed the U.S. Capitol. And I hope Mike is going to do the right thing. I hope so. I hope so, because if Mike Pence does the right thing, we win the election. All Vice President Pence has to do is send it back to the states to recertify. But in a lengthy statement this week, Pence pushed back, saying he had no authority to change the Electoral College outcome and that he would only exercise the duties that the Constitution allowed him to, which is ultimately what he did early Thursday morning when he certified Joe Biden and Kamala Harris the winners of the 2020 election. And reports this week also said it was Pence, not Trump, who took the lead on Wednesday in getting National Guard troops to the U.S. Capitol to deal with the insurrection. Reporting in Washington, I'm Trevor Shirley for In Focus. Trevor, thank you. Meantime, a number of lawmakers now pushing for impeachment, including Indiana Congressman Andre Carson, who we spoke with Wednesday night before Congress returned to work. Here's his account of what happened. I was on the Hill. We had a Congressional Black Caucus uh, Zoom meeting. and. Um, a few of us had met with the incoming chair briefly, and I went back to the office, and next thing I know, I was informed by a Capitol Police officer to remain in my office until further notice. I was also informed by other officers that uh, many of the uh, insurrectionists uh, had, had firearms. Uh, they also had uh, uh, tasers uh, and pepper spray. Uh, against law enforcement. And so for me, I think this is demonstrative of a president who has run amok. He's gone unchecked. And we also spoke with Republican Congressman Larry Bouchon, who did vote in favor of certifying the election results. While he feels there were some issues with the election, he was also quite critical of the president for his role in inciting the violence at the Capitol. That is inciting people to head to the U.S. Capitol and do, ex and some of these people take what the president says literally and that's what happened i mean i don't think any objective person can say that the words the president said about going to the capitol uh didn't incite some people to do what they did uh again i'm a supporter of the policies of this administration i'm a supporter of the judicial appointments 
We've worked with the administration uh, on all kinds of issues, but I'm an American first. And, you know, uh, when the president of the United States or any person makes uh, statements and their words are taking, you know, taken literally, uh, it's potentially dangerous. And that's what we saw yesterday. I think um, people need to stand up on, on both sides of the aisle. And I think most Republicans have and condemn this type of rhetoric. It takes leadership, though. And I know the president released a statement this morning saying he's going to ensure a peaceful transition of power. Well, he should have done that uh, back in December when the Electoral College votes came in and, and the Electoral College didn't go his way. Um, look, I support the president's policies, but we have a process. The process is maybe flawed in some states, in many states, but you don't address those in this, in this manner. That's not how we do things. All right, so Bouchon was among those who voted to certify the results after initially considering voting against them. Four Indiana Republicans, though, did vote against certification in some of the swing states, including Congressman Jim Banks, who we spoke with earlier. I, in the I believe Wednesday is a huge step toward ensuring that, the, uh, that we return the integrity and, and preserve the integrity of our election system and tell those states who unconstitutionally conducted their elections that there is a there, there is a price to pay and the American people um, are watching in hopes that their state legislature go back and and uh, review how their their elections were conducted. Now Wednesday night, Banks did issue a statement condemning the violence. Hours later, voting against the certification. Meantime, Senator Mike Braun he changed course, saying Wednesday's events changed things dramatically. He said, though, I will continue to push for a thorough investigation into election regularities. Many Hoosiers are concerned. As my objection was intended, I've withdrawn that objection and will vote to get this ugly day behind us. We spoke about that with Braun's predecessor, former Senator Joe Donnelly, who also had a lot to say about the president's role in all this. Uh, what were your thoughts as we witnessed that all unfold? Number one, it was heartbreaking and crushing for everybody from Indiana and from our country. But to be honest with you, um, the, the attack was not um, unexpected to me. I thought that something like that might happen. I was surprised that the Capitol Police were not able to stop them, but um, President Trump a few weeks ago tweeted, come January 6th, it's going to be wild that day. Um, yesterday morning, he spoke to the entire group uh, at the White House and told them that they needed to be strong. Rudy Giuliano, Rudy Giuliani came out and said it's trial by combat. And then the president told them all to head down to the Capitol. And inside the Capitol, we had people like uh, Senator Braun who were trying to overturn the election. And so um, it was not, it was not uh, a surprise that they were there or that they attacked the Capitol. The surprise was that they were able to get in. You mentioned Senator Braun, you've been critical of him. He ultimately decided not to vote against the certification. Uh, what were your thoughts on his move to essentially uh, walk that back after what happened? I'm glad it finally happened, but he was part of the team that helped create this entire event. Um, he put his loyalty to Donald Trump ahead of his obligation to the people of Indiana and the Constitution of the United States. This was all caused by uh, Donald Trump, his incitement of the crowd and the, uh, the action of the legislators who were trying to, to negate the, uh, the certified election results of the United States of America for president. Um, I think there's a real question as to 
whether the president should continue at this point. He is responsible for an insurrection against the capital of the United States. I, those are words I never dreamed I or anybody else would ever speak. And so I'm really, really concerned about his behavior and his mental state, to be honest with you. And we need to protect this nation. Do you think the 25th Amendment is in play or is that unrealistic? I actually think it's being talked about. There are some reports of that. Uh, do, do you favor such a move? At this point, I do. I have not the entire time of President Trump's uh, presidency. I don't take things like that lightly, but we've never had a president who incited an attack against our capital. Former Senator Joe Donnelly there. Meantime, Governor Eric Holcomb also weighing in on the events of this past week. He spoke with our Kayla Sullivan on Thursday. You guys did this to us. They don't get to steal it from us. Shots are being fired inside the Capitol chamber. As this unfolded in our nation's capital, Governor Eric Holcomb was inside the Indiana State House addressing Hoosiers during his weekly COVID-19 press conference. He was unaware of what was happening at the time. As I uh, was being briefed, right as I literally was walking back to the office, started to settle into me just how not just frightened folks must have been um, there, but the disgust that goes along with that. Feeling saddened and sickened, Governor Eric Holcomb says it's time for leaders to step up. I would hope that everyone, myself included, um, finds it in themselves to try to be part of the solution going forward. I asked the governor if he wishes he would have said more before the riots to ease tension about the results of the election and if he thought silence by leaders enabled the behavior. Honestly, Kayla, I'm not trying to avoid your question. I just don't I, I don't get into pointing and picking different examples of he said, she said, and I blame this person. And The governor said he does support the right to peacefully assemble, rally, and protest, and that those who turned violent should be punished. The folks that broke the law should be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. And when it comes to why the people gathered in D.C., the governor said there are other ways to go about getting answers. If folks are serious about, and I'm not one of them, but if folks are serious about uh, thinking that these elections weren't um, on the up and up, then they need to look at those in those states. We'll see what we'll see the follow up, the thoughtful follow up from now going forward. When asked about the state of the Republican Party, Governor Eric Holcomb says being an Indiana Republican is the jersey he wears, but he is the governor of all people. He says it does not determine what is right and wrong. His internal compass does that. For more statements, you can head to our website. Reporting from the Indiana State House, I'm Kayla Sullivan. Kayla, thanks. The governor being sworn in for his second term in office this week. In the meantime, lawmakers are back at the State House for this year's session with party leaders unveiling their agendas for the coming year and a lot of issues that deal with the impact of this ongoing pandemic. And we've really got some key priorities we're going to focus on. One is we're going to obviously have a balanced budget. We learned the importance of having a strong balanced budget with, with, with reserves uh, through this pandemic, and we will make sure we do that again this year. The pandemic has uh, exposed several weaknesses in Indiana's infrastructure uh, from a lack of investment in public health to the devastating neglect of public school funding. 
So this year, lawmakers will have to craft a new two-year state budget, including that issue of school funding. There's also a bill that could limit some of the governor's emergency powers. We're also expected to hear more about liability protections for businesses concerned about lawsuits related to COVID-19. And another issue that could have an impact on the budget, a proposed cigarette tax all in the mix at the State House this year. Coming up next this Sunday in Focus, what's next for Vice President Mike Pence after everything that happened this past week? We'll talk about that with our panel, plus the latest on the coronavirus pandemic here in Indiana, from the vaccines to the plans to keep Hoosiers safe when March Madness comes to town. Stick around. Mike Pence presiding over the vote to certify the presidential election just hours after that violent uprising in the halls of Congress. But what about Pence's future? How will history view his role in this week's events? Darius Johnson has more. Chilling images captured inside the solemn halls of the United States Capitol as it was breached for the first time since 1814, this time by pro-Trump supporters. The Capitol raided and ransacked until an all-clear was given that allowed Vice President Pence to move forward with the certification process. I never second-guessed his loyalty to the Constitution, and he proved it again yesterday. Vice President Pence showed that he puts principle over politics and party, and I think it shows that he has a lot of longevity left in his political future. This after the president made no public appearance except for on social media, creating a critical moment for the VP. That certification process is critical. It's necessary going forward for the country, and it was something that the vice president stood up and completed a task that needed to be done to kind of usher in that closure and that next step for the American people. This is a moment for him to demonstrate to the American people what that leadership is, to put principle over politics and to really kind of forge forward the end of the Donald Trump administration. This is many in the Senate and House are now calling for the removal of the president by use of the 25th Amendment, Section 4. It would take the vice president and a majority of the cabinet to activate. The amendment basically declares the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. That reportedly is looking less and less likely. Now, this week I also spoke with Indy Star columnist James Briggs about the VP's role and what's next for the Republican Party. There were a lot of Republicans supporting the president and his messaging about the election on, along the way. Um, Vice President Mike Pence had been publicly supportive until the last minute when he uh, refused the president's requests to take some sort of step that the vice president didn't actually have the authority to do to try to overturn the election. But you also saw Senator Mike Braun take things pretty far in indulging the uh, conspiracy that the election had been stolen. And nonetheless, I think it's a little bit encouraging that the vice president acknowledged that um, it was the constitutional thing to do, the only thing to do. Um, he certainly could have tried to um, put on some sort of theater in support of the president, and he ultimately chose not to do that. So I think that's at least a, a small bit of redemption in uh, the final moments of the Trump presidency for Vice President Mike Pence. Um, I, he, I don't think he's shown a whole lot of courage during his term as vice president, but uh, it was nice to see at least, at least in that small way he stood up to the president. Where do we go from here as a, as a country after this? It's hard to say. I think eventually uh, things will calm down. Um, but I, th I think what I'm really interested in is the future of the Republican Party specifically. It looks like uh, 
you know, a broader view, we're going to see Joe Biden become president, we're going to see Democrats control Congress, but I'm very interested to see what happens to the Republican Party now. You saw people like Senator Todd Young, who we should mention, um, made a very strong show of support for uh, the Constitution and for conservative principles. I'm very interested to see whether folks like Senator Todd Young can take control of the Republican Party, use this as a moment to sort of redefine the direction that the party is moving in. James Briggs from the Indy Star. All right, let's uh, bring in the rest of our panel now. Jennifer Wagner, Robin Winston, Mike Murphy, Tony Samuel. Let's start with Jennifer Wagner, the former communications director for the Indiana Democrats. Jennifer, when you look at the many Hoosiers involved in this situation this week, how will history remember their roles in what happened? Well, I think you're already seeing um, a lot of Republicans trying to put a more positive veneer on their last-minute changes of heart uh, in, in this catastrophe that happened last Wednesday. Um, I don't know how this will play out politically in the years to come. Certainly watching that footage, watching it over and over again, uh, anyone who stood up for or stood alongside those people who, who broke down one of our most sacred institutions, broke into it, uh, and committed acts of violence, I don't think will be remembered particularly well. Um, but it remains to be seen. You know, we've We've got a few days left here, hopefully, yeah. and Donald Trump will fade off into the distance. Uh, I doubt he'll do that, but hope springs eternal, and maybe we can start rebuilding. Mike, how will this past Wednesday and these Hoosiers be remembered by history? Well, first of all, there's two Hoosier heroes that really became American heroes on Wednesday. One is Mike Pence for standing up to the uh, president and putting the Constitution first, and the second is Todd Young, who stood on the porch of the Capitol and shouted down the, uh, the protesters, the rioters, the insurrectionists. Those two men have great political careers ahead of them because of their courage. Now, Donald Trump, in four hours, destroyed his entire legacy of his entire life. As long as we have a republic, he will always be known for four hours on Wednesday. He will be the pariah of the American presidency throughout history. Let's turn to Robin Winston now, who played a leading role in the Biden campaign's efforts here in Indiana. How does the new president begin to try and, and heal this country? Is that even possible right now, even as there's discussion now about a possible second impeachment in the House of Representatives? I think Joe Biden's going to show the same characteristics and styles that he's had all along. He will uh, be a tremendous leader. Look, we got, at this point, a little less than a little over a week to go uh, before he, he becomes president. We have 300,000 people dead with the virus that we have to address immediately. We've got people waiting on stimulus checks that will help make a difference at their dining room or kitchen table. Uh, those are the kind of real issues that we have to address. Uh, yes, there was a lot of violence the other day, but Joe Biden threw out it. Watch, watch how he even handled election night and how he handled proclaiming victory. Everything was, on his part, somewhat conciliatory that we had to work together. I believe deep inside with a deep abiding faith that he will demonstrate that. Sony Samuel, you've uh, long been a supporter of President Trump, uh, part of his campaign as well. Uh, to what degree do these events stain his legacy? As, as Mike mentioned, Nikki Haley saying this week also, the president's actions since Election Day will be harshly judged by history, in her words. What's your response? Well, first of all, let me say it, it was a terrible, terrible thing that happened on Wednesday of this week. And I... Uh, thanks for having me and Robin on the news that evening, and I condemned it then and, and, and do as well now uh, as harshly as possible, and, and so did President Trump. Now, mistakes were made on all sides. Uh, the Capitol Police wasn't prepared. Um, 
there should have probably never been a rally that day. And, and I'm sure we're all wishing that there wasn't uh, the people that decided to breach the, the security gates and break in um, couldn't have been more wrong to do that. And, and as the president said, they'll face consequences and there should be a very severe punishments. So that kind of thing should never happen. My concern is that 99.999 and percent and more of Trump supporters would never do that. And, uh, and, and they care about issues. So getting to your question on how this will this be a stain? Yes, it'll definitely be a stain uh, on the president's legacy. But in time, and I think what we'll see from the Biden administration are policies that the majority of Americans don't agree with. And then we all need to get back as as citizens and demand uh, that we okay. focus on issues because we haven't yeah. focused on issues. Yeah. We focused on Donald Trump for the good or the bad for four years. Right. We need right. to focus on issues. And that's why I've supported him and why people okay. have supported him okay. uh, because he's been right on so many issues okay. and done a lot of good things for this country. Tony, Jennifer, Mike, Robin, thank you all so much uh, for sharing your perspective in this very difficult week. Coming up next, this Sunday in Focus, the latest on the coronavirus here in Indiana from the vaccines to the plans to keep Hoosiers safe when March Madness comes to town. Well, there's less time to talk about the pandemic today. That doesn't mean it's getting better. In many places, it's getting worse. But there is hope on the horizon with the vaccines being rolled out gradually here in Indiana. Now to frontline first responders and anyone 80 and older. There were some issues with the website Friday. They're urging people to remain patient. Health officials also talking about their plans for the upcoming NCAA tournament here in Indy. The entire tournament, they're taking measures to keep participants and the community safe from the virus after learning this week that indeed the entire tournament will be played right here. A big boost for the city and the state's economy when we need it most. Stick around. We'll be right back to wrap things up after this. All right, we leave you this week with this video from Wednesday filmed by Senator Todd Young as he and other senators were being evacuated along with the electoral votes themselves. That's what you see in that box. You know, we're going to get through this. We're going to... Uh, the the Republic will endure. That's a good way to wrap things up this week. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you again next Sunday in Focus.